Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And you are listening to the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, uh, coming to you from the... Still third, still third. Still third. We're no, hanging on. Hang, <laughs> just hanging on out there. Uh, coming to you from the filthiest storeroom buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? Never. And we're brought to you with the dubious support of The Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum. Get online and get arguing, as well as Land Speed Records. So come. you're back to saying dubious support, because last week you said that they I got sponsored some, us. I got some complaints about that. Did you really? Yeah, I got some complaints. What do you mean sponsorship? Do you think we're actually going to give you anything for this? You guys are a pack of idiots. Um, so, yeah, we're back to uh, dubious support. Um, and, of course, uh, Landspeed Records, come and buy your CDs, vinyl, T-shirts, all sorts of fashion accessories from people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. Yes, and a legitimate cash sponsor because I did stump up $145 the other day. That's very good. Yes, for our SoundCloud subscription. That's fair. Really? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't even put his hand out for money from you either. That's pretty impressive. Um, but, uh, yeah, because I know you wouldn't give it to me. It's, the pork is notoriously tight. What do you mean the pork's <laughs> notoriously tight? The pork's problem is, is notoriously not tight. That's why he doesn't have any money. Um, but while we're talking about money, let's go to the go to an item first. Look, Big Donnie Ferner Jr. has come out with a, a thing to all the members, talking about the membership in regards to how basically we're not getting to go to matches for you know a membership we've already paid for. Um, and we put our we put our sort of our stake in the ground pretty early on this one. We didn't did, we? and and we remain and there. we copped some flack from some people, but and that's true. Look. Look, it's each, you know, going back to my, my, my marks and angles, it's each according to their means. Um, myself and Blake are donating our membership and not asking for anything in return for it because we're able to. Um, and so it's no judgment on people who aren't. I encourage, though, if you can, this is our club. This is the moment we stand exactly. here and say, you know what, exactly. this is our club. And yeah, it's a bum we're not getting to go to the, the ground. It's a bum we're not getting what we paid for. But what we're really paying for as much as anything, in my opinion, is to be supporters and be able to say we actually are supporters. We're not fair weather. We're there. We continue to, to ensure be there. the survival of the organisation that we love. I mean, yeah. how much did we miss the Raiders playing throughout the shutdown, and how pleasurable was Saturday night? I it mean, was, it was, it was it my was best Saturday night in a long, long time for many, many reasons. But yeah, it was. the Raiders were a key part of it. It was. So basically, if you can, people. Don't, don't claim anything back from the club for membership. You know, they're doing the right thing offering it. And there's going to be people out there who need to take that up. And fair enough. And I'm not judging them at all. But if you can, just say to the Raiders, you know what? Let's just call it even. Please yeah. do that. Great morale for the club and you yeah. know, great for the organisation. and They are our club. And it, my point of view, it's a bit like a concert that you bought the ticket for six months in advance. Mm. By the time it rolls around, it basically feels like it's free. Yeah, because you've already spent the money, so really. Or like my Faith No More concert on May the 15th, which I did not get to go to. And uh, they 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 say they're coming back and my ticket will still be good for whenever it is. And you know what? And when I see Mike Patton... It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. So that's the way it's going to go. But what a win. What a win. Um, look, you know, what, what are the heights? This is the best thing about the win against the Melbourne Storm. The best thing. I was actually trying to decide what the highlights were because there were so bloody many yeah. of them. 
I mean, the, 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 there was George Williams definitely featured I, in a lot. I think he was the key height. When you come right down to it, the performance of George Williams in that match was really the biggest talking point because not only was he setting up tries, doing beautiful kicks, um, and pounding people in defence, but not just pounding them. I think there was three or four times they got him one on one with big forwards, and each time he pulled them down. And one time was Jesse Bromwich, and he pulled him down, and it never looked like anything else. And I don't think we've ever had a halfback who could do that. No. No. As great as Ricky was, yeah. he actually was never even defended in the front line. They kept him out the back. No, he ran out Directing the, the troops. That's right. That's what he did. He called the plays and he went through there. He could tackle. Yeah. No, he played state of origin and he wasn't allowed to run the back line there. But I mean, you look at a, a halfback who defends as good as that, it's Andrew Johns like. I can't think of too many others. Oh, Cooper Cronk. Yeah, true. Cooper Cronk's probably the best defensive halfback I can think of. It, look in the not NFL really career. smashing people though. Whereas whereas John's... but not missing his tackles no. ever missing his tackles and and able to defend um, in a way that he's certainly not the target in the line. And the Melbourne Storm clearly had a target on him, saying you're the well, spot the line. We're going to isolate you. And you know and good on them. They kept proceeding. You've got to try that. somewhere because well, you're not running at, at Jack White now, you say. No, you're not. But they kept proceeding with that um, throughout the whole match in spite of the fact it kept failing. So, you know, good on them for, you know, really sticking to their guns. But it, was yet, a, it was all in all, it was a pretty unstorm-like performance though. I don't think they were able to play. Yeah. Their, their usual the highlight, we're Speaking of highlights, Nelson at Software Solomon is... Um, grubber chip or whatever that was a beautiful chip and it shows to you you know like fresh from his boxing debut in Bali that he really does have all the skills doesn't he he's got all the Um, skills I saw that he wasn't named in in the storm he's not named but he's he's suspended but briefly I thought I saw he wasn't named and I thought thought he's he's been dropped Bellamy's really you know punishing him for that kick but no he's actually what was his what was his what was it? Was it the, it was the crusher? It was the crusher. It was the crusher. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it's because he's had um, carryovers. Yeah, and but, also the fact that when you saw CNK, yeah, in the change rooms after the match with an ice pack on the back of his neck, yeah, he didn't oh, miss oh. with the crusher. Oh, Nelson's not a small bloke either. No. I, look, I don't think that was a deliberate crusher. He just was a crusher. Yeah, but it's like you know, it's the when, storm. When, so when, we don't when, the when these things that you, there are accidental crushers, but at the same time, Storm invented the crusher. Did they? So yeah. Really? Yes, 100%. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, other highlights from that match, the defence. Uh, I just thought the defence... Oh, the stuff over the line. When you actually think about it, how many times mm. the Storm got over the line... And didn't and score. The, the Tarpany one was incredible. The standout, because yeah. this is Olam as well. Like, he's a ball of meat. Yeah. Like, he's a ball of meat and muscle, you know? he He's like Ram Man from the he's old He's like most um, PNG players. Yeah. They're, they're five foot ten and... Five just, foot wide. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. But he's massive. He got the ball cleanly and all he had to do was go... But Joey came across, eyes only for the ball, had never... Had any, it wasn't a consolation tackle. That was... It, it brought back to memories. Do you remember years and years ago when Jason Williams from Canterbury went across the line and turned around to celebrate and David Boyle came out of nowhere and held him up and stopped the Venga Yeah. It, it brought back memories of that, but it was like he got the ball, all the ball, there was nothing. But it wasn't just that Joey did that. All of a sudden he had three mates yeah. with him. And all of them were instantaneous. It wasn't an afterthought for them. It was all, you know, that ball's held up until proven otherwise. Those little moments, though, tell you so much about the side. Yeah. And the spirit in the side and the character in the side and the fact that, yeah, everyone's in there. Everyone's you know, in there. And if you look at the teams that that's struggling or struggle at the moment, like the Dragons or yeah. the Titans or else, they give up in those moments. And yeah. that's the difference. That's, you know, and that's always the thing that when you've looked at the great sides, the Roosters and the Storm, they pull those off. And now... 
we're definitely in that elite oh, company. It's, it's the one percenters. Um, I thought um, Jack White and pulling down Jesse Bromwich 10 metres out for the line, five metres by the time pulled through, and then George coming and smacking his forearm so he couldn't reach out for the try line. Um, that was also brilliant. I thought George smashing Pappenheiser. Now, it's not so big that he hit a, a small bloke. and they, It was like we just didn't fall for their runaround play. It was like George <laughs> knew it was coming. And George went, I, I've seen this before. And he just ploughed him. And I think they lost a lot from there, um, the Storm, in, in those little moments. But Tarpanay, um, in attack and defence, I thought was outstanding. The only Tarpany issue, and it's one that I highlighted last week, and it's mm. still growing concern, is, I mean... Of all the shoulder charges he's committed, that was probably the most innocuous one. So he fortunately mm. got off without a charge, but just he's got to get it out of his game. He does have to get it because there's a lot of, mostly for Joe, not just that he gets suspended, there's a line of people behind him who want his spot. But also, too, if he gets charged for a shoulder charge again, yeah. he's got serious carryover points. Yeah, well, and the other thing is, Hudson Young, I think, has got two more weeks. This, this match wow. another one um, Ryan Sutton's sitting there perfectly perfectly effective player there you know and they want the spot you know yeah so well, we don't have that many that beyond them we've let go of all the other sort of depth forwards uh, yeah about it. we let go JJ Collins we let well Bateman was injured and I think he went off to pursue other things for yeah. the time being but the clubs make it made it fairly clear the instant he's ready he's welcome back like that was I, I've seen people make those statements and think yeah you don't mean that and I saw the one they made on him and I thought no that's the statement oh, he's, of the club who said the door's open for you son. yeah look he's a quality individual he's a great person he's yeah. always done his best for the club mm. um, I was concerned about his long term future in, in football for a lot of reasons he's had a lot of concussions for yeah. someone but a lot of look, injuries the and club's basically said he's there look for me, the highlight on the weekend, and God, there were so many of them, but I think the point in the game where I suddenly thought we're actually going to win because you never really believe it. This is Melbourne. this is the thing, and but this is the thing too is, is people go come to me and say they know I'm a Raiders fan, etc. Oh, we smashed the Storm. We did, but it was still, like many Raiders games, especially against the Storm. It's not until the last minute that you think, you think that, that we're going to win. This. Yes, but it was it was before the last minute. I think it was like the eighth last minute or seventh last minute. When they got a penalty, the Storm moved upfield, or they got a six again, followed by a penalty, and Jesse Bromwich did a tap and ran, and there was only one person in front of him, that was Josh Hodgson, and Josh Hodgson stole the ball from him. Just 100% pure strip, took the ball, oh, went, brilliant. don't try and push me out of the way, Jesse, I, I'm not, I don't care what you're doing, I'm getting the ball. Pulled the ball away from him, and then two tackles later, did possibly the best 40-20 kick I've ever seen in my no, life. That was fantastic. The and only, I knew we were going Downside was then we got down the other end and basically gave the ball. Yeah, I know, them. but it busted them. It busted their morale. And on each of those turnaround plays, one of the things, and, and it was in the try right at the end, the lone forlorn figure for the Storm trudging back was Cameron Smith. Yeah, like, he, wasn't, right he, wasn't, he wasn't having a good night. And he wasn't having a good night. And I couldn't figure out what was going on because I was thinking Corey Horsburgh and Emre Gula and Dynamis Louie were doing these odd crab runs. They were going across field, and then all of a sudden straightening up. And I thought, that's not what you're paid to do, boys. You're paid to take that ball, put it under your wing, and go straight. That's that's what you do. It's like Brent Todd, don't pass the ball, run straight. That's what you do. And they were doing these beelines. And it was about on the sixth or seventh occasion, I thought, oh, it's Cam Smith. And they were aiming at Cam Smith. Yeah. They made him 67 tackles after the stats were actually looked at. It went down from the 70s to 67. He only missed two, but he had zero impact on their attack. Yeah, it was all left to Munster from that point on because Smith just wasn't able it's, to control it's, it's it. It's an old tactic. Well, they did it to Laurie Daly effective. in his last few seasons. They well, knew it was, as Mandine said, it, it was the, running the on time, old legs. The time that it started, I remember, is um, actually 
Big Mal running at Terry Lamb when we had those great matches against yeah. um, Canterbury and in the, in the 90s. Matches. Oh, there were some rippers, some semi-finals. Was, yeah. that, they were some of the best. People talk about Raiders versus Broncos, but there weren't that many great standout matches, games. No. But some of the ones against the Bulldogs, they were the real... The only great Broncos match I remember is in 1990 when Kevin Walters tackled Laurie Daly without the ball and should have been a penalty, would have yeah. been a penalty try. That and I think they and Paul Hoff scored the try. I think that was 22-20, and that was a great Broncos uh-huh. Raiders match. But you're right, there haven't been too many great ones. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of great doggies um, Raiders matches, and that one um, where Halligan kicked the field goal in extra time. Yeah. That's after what I'm Wesley of. went over. Was that 91 or 92? No, that was 94. Was it? Um, that was the one where, just follow me, boys, I'll lead you home, Terry Lamb. And then in the grand final when we got him uh, again, Mal said, yeah, they're not going to follow you this time. Um, but the blunting of Smith, I think, went a long, long way to, to winning that match. Um, but uh, there was something that came out of that match that irritated you somewhat, uh, Blake, that made you want to go, on the burst! The cowbell. We said the one good thing about this game against the Storm with no fans. And and having said that, really, once you're watching the game on TV and the way that it was shot and, you know, mm. we can talk about the fake crowd noise or whatever else, it was an enthralling game. It I don't was. think that the fact that there was no one in the, in the crowd didn't really change from the uh, excitement or intensity of the game at all. But anyway, I said last week, the one good thing about playing the Storm with no fans is there would be no cowbell. But what happens right in the game? It's only a few minutes in. We can hear the cowbell. The cowbell. And I was like... What's going on here? If they actually let this fan in with this cowboy, but then no, that more information has come to light, thanks largely to Raiders, uh, Blake and the Porks, Melbourne correspondent, AJ Mithin. Oh, yes, AJ, the great AJ Mithin. Also Who, the fan of the week, by the way. Good on you, AJ. Long this week or no, last week? Or no, this week. He's never been fan of the week before. No, never been fan of the week before. He is fan of the week this week. AJ Mithin, great Raiders <laughs> fan, great writer. Uh, writes for the Raw. Get on board with him, boys and girls. He lives in Melbourne anyway. He pointed out that, in fact, the cowbell that we hear is a recording. Mm. It's not actually someone playing cow. He's apparently there's a bloke there with a cowbell, and he sat behind him and thought, oh, the cowbell's going to be going off all game, but it was just a recording. The guy barely touched the cowbell all game. That cowbell. It's just the worst. There's nothing worse than, like, fake piped crowd effects, mm. I think. Well, the Raiders think... actually tried it in, in about the 2011, 2012. They'd have out of the main grandstand, there'd be a bit of a little... Uh, Raiders, tr- 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 Raiders. And it's yeah. you can't manufacture that. It's no, got to be authentic. Can't. Yeah, no, and, and it's it's a really really bad look. But I think one of the defences they've had of the piped in crowd noises, and I must admit that I listen, I don't listen to the games. I have the the noise down because it irritates uh, my beloved. And um, I thought maybe it interfered with your taking of stats. Well, yes, that too. <laughs> but um, yeah, like if I want to watch the football, I listen to it with the sound down, which most fine quite ironic that I don't listen to the commentary but there you go um, but when I on those moments I have listened to it do you like um, Elle McPherson and she refuses to read any books she hasn't written herself that's a long long read <laughs> she's got there. no that's not the reason I, I think there's a lot of really good commentators out there who I really like listening to Dan Ganane is he's outstanding great, he? he's and really he, good and he's outstanding and also he seems to really enjoy when the Raiders beat the Storm for what I don't know what his affiliations are right. he's yeah, when, a when, good caller when we beat the Storm in Melbourne he seems to be having the time of his life he's a good caller and the other thing about him is unlike some other commentators he's not a pillock he's actually a pretty, no. good, pretty good dude yeah Brenton Speed is also a, a bloody good dude um, Warren um, Smith is pretty good um, what's his name with Warren Smith I thought he blocked you on Twitter yeah he did but he's actually pretty good has he unblocked you yet or are you still blocked 
I, I have never gone back and looked. <laughs> I, I've never cared to think about it too. Um, and what's his well, name? No, the he's, hair, in the... good, he's in good company because, as some listeners would know, I recently blocked you on Twitter. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Gee, I'm so upset about it. Um, Andrew Voss has actually turned into a, a pretty decent human too. But um, I'm really quite talking about commentators. My my lead commentator, Andrew Moore, loves the game. is a really good caller. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the cowbell, it was there. But um, there was, you know, something that irritated me post-game, uh, Blake. And uh, you might want to say, ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? What was it? Do you know what grinds my gears? Look, the John Bateman situation is delicate, right? It's not it one that we want to be in. We all love him, want him to stay, and we're really hurt that he might not want to stay with us because when you open your arms to a player like we have done for John Bateman and just express our pure, unadulterated adoration of the man, and I think that's a fair comment to say, um, there's no one who feels ambivalent about John Bateman. Everyone, no, but fans... Can but, be fickle. but they're fi- and, and they've been laying in and having a go online. And here's the thing. Whatever happens with John Bateman is going to happen. He's put his cards on the table. He has been very honest about who he is and where he is. He has not been playing ducks and drakes on this. He is completely up front. People are saying he doesn't have integrity. People are saying all sorts of shit. Stop saying crap to him. John Bateman, when he comes back into our side, will give 100%. Whether it's for you know just the remainder of this year or whether he extends beyond that point, he will give 100%. You'd never have to doubt his effort or his integrity or how much he commits as a teammate. All the contract stuff is about him, his ongoing future, You know, so he can support himself and his daughter after the game. We have to let him and the club sort that out. At this present stage, the club and he are on great terms. The team and he are on great terms. There is no problem. There is no schism there. Let's us, the supporters, not be the people who make the bloody schism. So remember your Bambi, what Thumper's mum says to him, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Okay? Because all you can do by stirring shit is actually make the situation worse. Yeah. While we're, so while we're, let's not do that. Because it qu- grinds my gears. While we're quoting um, Bambi and Disney, um, mm. we should also quote another great thinker who once said, fans, one day they love you, one day they hate you. Both days you still got paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh Dugan? <laughs> no, it's Jack White. Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a great, it was a great line. So, we love you, Jackie. To, to sum up to sum up the um, the John Bateman saga, Yeah. I think now talks have come now about him returning to the Super League. Yeah. I think that's probably going to be the most likely situation. Yeah, look, if, if that's what he's looking and, at and, and he's going to get... As, the... as a Raiders supporter, I think most of us would rather see him go back to Wigan Yeah, than we would see him turning out for a, a rubbish look, side like the Titans. Or, and look, the three sides I think he's most likely. Yeah. The Bulldogs, the Dragons and the Titans. The Shitans. The Shitans <laughs> all look so bad on the weekend. And anyone is looking at it and thinking, you know, there's money and then there's money. And then there's happiness. But so... People are also saying that um, if you were to go back to the Super League, it would be for less money. Well, in fact, that's not actually the case. No. Because in the Super League, uh, there's a marquee player system, a bit similar to how we have in the A-League over here, mm. where there's one player, or in the case of the Super League, there's two players you can have on your side, where you can pay them as much as you can afford. Yeah. And only 175000 £150,000, which is about $300,000, counts towards your salary cap. Yeah. Anything you pay in excess of that, go for your life which is how Sonny Bill Williams has been able to go over to Toronto and get paid five million dollars a season hasn't even played 
The oh. season. Th- I don't know if he still gets that money because they haven't paid or there what. What's happening? But bad, and there's that one. Unbelievable. Anyway, fortunately, that's not us. Yes. So he can go back to Wigan, and he can get seven, eight hundred thousand. Whatever he, he wants. does, that he goes with our blessing. Yeah. But when he gets on the paddock, which will not be this week, um, because it hasn't even been listed. I don't, on think, the I don't think there's any doubt that he will still. He only has one speed. Yeah. He, he only has 100%. one. Yeah. And that's why we're upset that he might go. It's not because of any other reason. It's because no, we no. want that one speed and to look, be playing for us. If this is his last season, he would love to go out with the Premiership. Hmm. Yeah, he'd love to win a Premiership with this yep. team. And and ultimately, he came out to NRL to test himself. Yeah. Well, he's done that. He's done you that. Know, he got voted the second row of the year in the Dally M's last year. I mean, he's, yeah. he's achieved. The other thing I would say to the whole Bateman saga, and the other f- aspect to it is... The ongoing injury, the shoulder injury, it's all still, I think, a bit up in the air. I still find the timing of when he had the surgery strange in that it was stated that uh, this was something that he he knew he was always going to have to have. Why it was waited till so close to the season starting to have the surgery then, I still find that odd. Uh, The fact that even after this extended break we've had, he's still seemingly not ready to go. I mean, there's talk that um, COVID-19 hampered his rehab. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. I think that, you know, if Matt Lodge can miraculously recover from um, well, an ACL... miraculously recover from what we saw last Thursday night. I mean, I don't think he did miraculously recover. I, what I saw from him was a player who really shouldn't have been back on the field yet. But the point is, the Broncos would have uh, been doing everything possible in that period to rehab. They didn't say, just go home and drink some bone broth. <laughs> like they were doing everything, so I don't, I don't buy the fact that um, John so, Bateman's rehab. Are you trying to say you don't ascribe to bone broths and rescue remedies, Blake? I'm sure they don't hurt, but um, you sure about that? With with the with the John Bateman, um, well, you see, can you, you imagine a trainer running out on the field like someone's gone down? Couple of drops, <laughs> yeah, couple of drops of rescue remedy. <laughs> um, you, I always you, look at people you, who do that like, oh my God. There's plenty of idiots out there, okay? There's plenty of... It's someone to probably this point, this you had me as someone who I thought was had you know salient brain activity, but now I think you're a buffoon. <laughs> I think his shoulder's still not 100%. I think he has doubts about his shoulder and how well he... What sort of player he's going to be coming back from this injury. And, you know, if there's ever a time to lock in a long-term contract for the most money possible... From his point of view, that's now. And I think <coughs> I think that's a factor in all this. But his value's never been higher, too. And I would argue that's the most likely, you know, like the... What's the but if he, comes, the if he comes back... Obvious is the most likely. If he comes back after this shoulder injury surgery and he's not the player that it is in three months' time, six months' time, well, then his contract value drops a lot, which is why now he's trying to sign in a long-term deal for the most money possible. That's conspiracy theory and one I don't ascribe to. He'll be fine. Um, he's coming back. He's very good. Um, but there are many reasons to be cheerful, Blake. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. And you know what reasons there are to be cheerful, Blake? Well, that is the first time ever that the Canberra Raiders have beaten the Storm three consecutive times. And I'm not talking three consecutive times at Amy Park, which it was, um, but we've done that before. That's the first time we have ever defeated the Storm three times in a row. It has never happened before. Bizarrely, though, 
over the last 10 years, we've probably beaten them more times in Melbourne than we've beaten them in Canberra. We definitely have beaten yeah. them more times in Melbourne than we have in Canberra. Because even in the dark Ferner days, we jagged a couple yeah, we there. We jagged a couple <laughs> there. And, and we regularly lose in Canberra, and we win down there. But that was the first time. So that's a great reason to be cheerful. And, and even the great Craig Bellamy came out and said we had the wood on them. Um, but that's him just you know preparing to be the underdogs for the next match. Really. Yes. Um, but still, it was nice to hear. Reason to be cheerful. We've already said it. George Williams... Um, my goodness gracious me, we all hoped he'd be this good. Yeah. I don't think anyone expected no. him to be quite this good. No, exactly, um, exactly. Uh, just outstanding. Uh, and this is Wayne Bennett, but he didn't even play him in the Great Great Britain matches. You've Ridiculous. just got to wonder. Ridiculous. You've really got to wonder. Um, it's no wonder Wayne Bennett is no longer the, the coach of, of the Great England Britain or Great Britain. Britain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that sort of come out during the week is um, his coach at Wigan, former, he's the former Wigan coach, uh, Sean Wayne has said, um, you know, he everyone should stop patting him on the back, and he's actually, you know, I'd be giving him a bit of a serve because he still could improve and everything else. I wouldn't read too much into that. I think that um, Wayne has a relationship with that Wigan squad similar to Ricky, where he's a yeah. father figure, and I think he's just trying to say, don't get too carried away, son. You know, I know there's more. Yeah, and God, I hope there is. I hope yeah. he's right. Um, another reason to be cheerful: uh, the return of Jordan Rapiner. Yeah. Uh, that was just great. He just slotted into As it like predicted. a hand. hand yeah, Came into the, the side. Slotted and the into the position like a hand in a glove. For round two, <clears throat> Rappen has gone back to the bench. Yeah, I saw that. And we'll get to that. Oh, and the other reason to be cheerful is footy is back. How good was that? Oh, my God. It was just like it was just like this huge relief that we've actually got something to talk Outside about. Outside of our game, everyone's saying all the games were fantastic. I don't know that they all were fantastic. I mean, there were a lot of blowouts. I thought the Newcastle Panthers match was I didn't see that one. bloody good. I didn't um, see that one. That was one of the ones I didn't see. 14 all, and the Newcastle Knights had every excuse to lose at, that match. At the start of, of Thursday night, when Parramatta were getting the six-again call after six-again call, oh, yeah. going straight up the middle, I was like, I'm not sure if this is going to be that great yeah. A rule change. But it seemed to sort of settle out during oh, the weekend. And, and there was good. there was a good balance and between... Look, and everyone's like, oh, Parramatta, this, Parramatta, that. Well, here's the thing about Parramatta. Were they that good or were Broncos that bad? And I would I, say it's a column A, column B. Yes, column B. I, haven't been, I haven't been that high on the on the, the Parramatta juice as everyone else. Because, sure, last year well, in the semis... Well, your they, pure unadulterated <laughs> hatred of Mitchell Moses is well known. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> he doesn't hate him. <laughs> I don't know. Quiz for you listeners out here. Which Who amongst you does not hate Mick Moses? I, I, like, him, I like Gutho. Yeah, everyone loves King Gutho. And, uh, I mean, um, Junior Paulo. Junior for, Paulo. For all the talk of um, yeah. the new rules going to wipe out the big man, well... Didn't wipe him out, No, did no he was pretty good, wasn't he? He had, to, he he had the good. best game of anyone. <clears throat> um, so, you know, segment uh, bringing back is, Oh, it's got a lift. Ooh. Um, no one. No one's got to lift. I didn't see anyone who had to lift. Yeah. I, I really didn't see anyone who had to lift. I, I thought that was one of the best team performances I've ever team. seen from Camber Raiders team outfit effort. ever. I, I saw no one letting the side down. Um, I saw no one. I, I, what you talked about with Joe Tarpanay trying his hardest to get suspended again is probably the only thing I'd look at and say, for God's sake, Joey, stop it. But apart from that, I didn't see one player who I didn't think to myself, gee, you had a I mean, this is the problem. with If you're going to get suspended... For a shoulder charge, make it count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Don't get because the one against the dragons, yeah. that sideline one where he got suspended, yeah. it was the most innocuous. Yeah. Like if you're oh, gonna, if you're gonna, and at the end of the game when it was all over, too, God, so annoying. If you're gonna, if you're gonna get suspended for a shoulder charge, do a Sonny Bill Williams, you know, Joel Clinton style. <laughs> okay, so Newcastle Knights, we have got coming up at Campbelltown this Saturday. Um, it's gonna be hard. Like I said, the Knights had every every excuse. 
to lose that match. Every excuse. There, there was no way in the world. They had no one on the bench. They'd lost all their playmakers, who were second stringers anyway. And somehow, they managed to hang on for a 14-all in extra time um, against a Panther side, who, yes, are weakened. But really, were in far better fatal. I mean, it, it says as much about the Panthers not really having that sort of killer edge at this stage. But Well, they're missing Cleary. Oh, I'm certain TikTok. they are. They're, yeah, they're, 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 they're listening. Gee, he got taken to town on that most unfairly. Um, but you know, it's four o five this Sunday afternoon, Campbelltown. Um, apparently, some of the uh, some of the other supporters, uh, Simon Tayun, is going to meet there and do the Vikings clap outside the ground and as as isolated a spot where people can meet him. Um, you know, and look good on him. That is that is true commitment. Um, to you know, actually stand outside the ground and are you going to be outside the ground? Absolutely not. No, I will not be outside the ground. Um, I will not be outside the ground. Um, but you know, our home game. So it's 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 our. How long's the the bus trip from Newcastle to Campbelltown is probably slightly shorter. Well, it's our home game, but Newcastle Knights played there last week, so um... yeah. And but was that their home game as well? No, it was their away game. So oh. they got two away games at the same <laughs> venue. So they're coming in. I think it's just a matter of changing dressing rooms at this stage. Um, but they've got a lot there on, on this side. Um, they've got Andrew McCulloch's coming in for his first game. And gee, didn't the Brisbane Broncos miss his defence? Um, you know, the other day. And he's coming in for his first he's game. Not, he's the not the most dynamic number nine, but he's solid. No, but he's a Reliable. great, solid organiser yeah. of the, the Ford pack. He's a great passer, and he doesn't miss his damn tackles. Gee, he's been maligned unnecessarily. It's because, you know, he's not Cam Smith. Well, the fact that the Bulldogs have signed him, though, he's not going to fix the problems at the Bulldogs. I mean, he's a good player to slot into, Yeah, but you know, a, a, a solid side, but he's not... He is a good tradesman. He'll do his job. Yeah. Um, but and on either side, he's got Clemmer and Saifiti on either side. That's a good front yeah. row right there. Both Origin players. Uh, Mataudia, um, I think Sione. Speaking Mataudia. of Origin players, or, or soon to be Origin players, my man Mitch Barnett's not there, though. No, he's not. It's Mataudia which is, which and, is probably and good. Guerra's in the second row. He's up at the age of uh, 32 now, the big unit. And Herman SASA is, is, is back at There's Locks a lot up. of ex Broncos in that night. That's though. a good pack right there. That is a good pack. Um, the back line, Mitchell Pearce is there. Kurt Mann. Okay, Mitchell Pearce should not be playing. Why not? Did you see how badly he was concussed in that game? He, that's why they couldn't kick a field goal. That's why the Knights did so well to come back. He got knocked knocked out as badly as you'll ever see anyone get knocked out. Well, maybe that's just a... Uh, a he should not be playing. When there. you get knocked out that badly, you should have at least a week off. Kurt Mann, number six. Yeah, I don't disagree. Bradman Best. Everyone's been making a big noise about Bradman Best. Big Bradman Best. Um, and how well he played in that game. He looked all right. He did look all right. But he messed up the pass to Edric Lee, which could have won the game. Yeah. Um, Anari Tuala is his uh, centre's partner. Edric Lee. I still love Edric. I still love Edric. And Heimel Hunt's on the other wing. Um, So that's good. And Caelan Ponga is back at number one, and we all know what that bloke's capable of. Yes, he always looks very dangerous against us. We've got Tex Hoy. At number 14 for them. He, he's a fullback. He's played one career game. 91 kilos, 184. Tex Hoy. Remember that name. Um, we've got Jacob Siafidi, uh, the brother, um, back there. Prop. Which he's the one that punched on with um, Boyd Corner's brother, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you've got Tim <laughs> and got Glasby. Be, and, and lost. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You've got Tim Glasby uh, back there as a prop on the bench. And then you got a young man called Brody Jones. Also has only played one game from the Cessnock Goannas. So well, go. that's the, the Andrew and Matthew Johns old club. 
Yeah, that's well, of course it is. Um, and the Raiders go in unchanged apart from. Uh, Do you know Simonson. who else I think's from the Cessna Gunners? Is Joel Edwards from the Cessna? Oh, I think I he can't was. Remember. I think he was. The blood nut. Yeah. Um, it might be. Um, Simonson's back in on the bench. Rapiner drops uh, back onto the bench and Oldfield goes off. And who's on the extended bench this week? Well, we've got. Please tell us. Please tell we've us. We've got Starling <laughs> for the Raiders. We've got Frawley in jumper number 19, Matt Frawley. Uh, we have uh, Kai O'Donnell. Uh, big second rower there. And we have Michael Oldfield. Do you expect any of them to come into the mix? Oldfield may. Yeah, Oldfield may come back if something... If someone has a boil. <laughs> something could happen. That's what the extended bench is there for. Uh, for the extended bench for Newcastle Knights, we've got Shibasaki, another ex-Bronco. Well, he's out. Yeah, it's... We've got... Uh, Would have thought he'd be in the first first team. But... Yeah, I don't know. We've got Chris Randall. We've got Mason Lino. And we've got a young man called Basami Solo. Um, he's a prop, 103 kilos, played six games, age of 21, from the Maitland Pickers. So, you know, who's going to come in off them? Um, Probably like I none. said last week about Melbourne, you know, look out for the Shoney kid, got dropped in the yeah. first opportunity. <laughs> um, but uh, they got a draw, they had every excuse to lose. Pong is back, McCulloch's in. They've got a good pack. Um, yeah, Oldie's out, Simonson's in. And we've got no Bateman again. Um, he's not on an extended bench. You there. know, last year it was proven, like, statistically or whatever else we didn't win without Bateman playing yeah. this year we've had three games um, three wins three wins without him you're starting to feel that we can move on um, without him there is life after John Bateman which a couple of weeks ago we thought maybe there wasn't and I think that's starting to lessen the pain yeah. of his prospective departure um, there's a lot of talk that if he does go who will we bring in Will we go out to the market and sign someone? Probably oh, not. I, uh, no, I think there'll be kids coming in and there'll be upgrades happening. Yeah. Well, there's. if you look at Hudson Young, if he does what we expect, hope that he'll do, he'll need an upgrade. Horsburgh will need an upgrade at some point. Oh, I think the major thing, yeah, and definitely. hopefully there'll be money for Rapana to, yeah. to stay. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. I think the number one mission at the present moment and what the Raiders are really looking at is, the, is Papali being a, a one-team player. You know, He's he, already re-signed. No, it's the end of next season. His contract ends, and they're looking at you know next year. They're in heavy negotiations for him for going on, and um, so you know playing him out until you know he's thirty two, thirty three, um, and I think that's you know he's twenty eight years now. I think there's oh, he's in four, his five years yeah. left in him. So one more contract, and making sure they've got the money for that because right now he's in his absolute prime. Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight with Raider Nick. Not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. We don't have the world's best record against the Knights. Last season we won in in round uh, three, 17-10, beat the Knights. Then in round two of 2018, uh, they beat us 30-28. It was one of those horrible come-from-behind wins at the early part of that <laughs> season, which just gutted us. In round uh, 25 of 2017, we beat them 46-28 in somewhat of a seesawing affair. Of course, in 2017, round 10, that was the match where uh, we lost 34-20, and there was a fair few sites in that. And in 2016, we beat them at GIO in round 17, 29-25. So that was the um, that, that was, was the one Jordan where Austin, Rappiner. Austin, yeah, that was a great try. Yeah, Austin great, did the shank the, the field goal the field and wrap it around. And before that, of course, McDonald's Day Stadium, one of the first draws with Golden Time, 24 all. So we don't have the world's greatest record, and from what I saw last week, their coach has got them singing. So I, anyone who thinks this is going to be a lay down uh, is fooling themselves. That's a good pack. There's a lot of talent in there. And if the Raiders don't come to play, if they are believing and reading their own press, the Knights are going to jump them. Um, 
So, you know, that, that's basically where we're at. Where do you see that match going? How do you feel it's going to play out? I hope we're going to win, but it's not going to be easy. It'll be very tight. No. And It'll and be very tight. Very much hoping we win that match as well, because the next week we go back to Campbelltown Stadium and play the West Tigers. Is that a home game or a away game? That's an away game. That's an away, okay. that's an away game at Campbelltown Stadium. Um, but that's going to be on the Saturday Any night. more news on a potential return to GIA? Have you heard I've anything? I've heard about? August is all I've heard is August, but that has been a rumour. So what round, what round do we hit by August? Is that... God. 10 um, or 11 or something? Or? I'll have to look at that. Um, August takes us, I believe, 6th of August is the first round that's being played. And on Saturday, the 8th of August, we play Penrith Panthers in Penrith, assuming that's where the okay, game so is. Okay, what so what's the round after that? The round after that, we'd have the Broncos at home on the Saturday night. So... You know, who knows? We'll, we'll find out that when we know. But I think we can all agree, you know, Peter Vlandis, he has some funny things about him. He has some strange ways of talking, strange ways of going about things. But he's the first bloke who got the football back. Yeah. And you know what? Kudos to you, Peter Vlandis. Yeah. Kudos. And everyone enjoyed the changes. And uh, I saw somewhere that um, maybe, uh, what's his name, former referee's boss, Graham Annesley, mm. hasn't got the credit he deserved for the, for the rule changes. Mm. But uh, yeah, shout out to Graham Annesley as well. No, no shout out to Graham Manelsley from me. You're a pillock, honestly. You're an absolute and utter pillock. I don't swallow your crap at all. I'm just very pleased there's someone like Vlandy's in over the top to make sure things are actually happening the way they should be, not making excuses, just getting on with business. Anyway, you have been listening to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, the third most popular Raiders still podcast three, on Still number three, baby. Still number three. Number three. Number three. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. I am the Pork. I'm Blake. See ya. Blake and the Pork Blake and the Pork